0: Chapter 15 That's where the city arena should be, I said. It's where we saw the circus.
1: The arena. The big department store. That building that used to have a tall antennae on the top. They're all gone, Marco said. Just gone.
0: In their place was a yerk pool. A pool of shocking size. It was a small lake, really. You could have ridden around on it in a motorboat and not looked out of place it was three times as wide as a football field is long maybe four times as wide and all around it were cages just like the underground yorkpool we knew too well but there was a difference here the humans and orpigeur in these cages no longer called for help they cried they sobbed or more often they just stared blankly into space but they did not call for help they knew there was no help coming They knew that Hope was dead. We just stared, the six of us. Just stared emptily. A human controller brushed past us, jostling me as she went. Excuse me, I said in a sarcastic voice. A mistake. I knew it was a mistake as soon as the two little words were out of my mouth. The woman stopped. She came back toward us. What did you say? She demanded. Nothing, I said but she kept staring at me through narrowed eyes. What is your name? I knew the answer, Rachel, was not going to work. She wanted my Yerk name. I tensed up, ready for a fight. Her name is not your concern, Tobias said. The woman sneered. Oh, and why is that? You are spies. That's what you are, spies. Her name is not your concern, Tobias repeated. His name is your concern he jerked his thumb at ax because his name is visitor 3 Viser 3 the woman repeated skeptically it took me a few seconds to track what was Tobias talking about why was he saying ax was Viser 3 fortunately ax got on more quickly he immediately began to demorph and return to andalite form as soon as the andalite stalk eyes appeared the woman began to tremble but 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 you said Visor Three. Only Visor One has an Andalite host body. Great, Visor Three had been promoted. Yeah, I said to the woman. But he was Visor Three back in the old days, back when we were all friends, comrades in arms. I we no one told us you were visiting Earth, Visor. The woman babbled. She was clearly terrified. Obviously, Vizer Three's reputation had not softened any over the years. Axe had regained his full Andalite form, and the various controllers on the street were staring in a mixture of fascination and fear. If I had known, the woman moaned, I would never. Axe waved his hand dismissively. Silence! You are right to remain vigilant. If you had not remained vigilant, I would have destroyed you for being a careless fool. Now, get out of here. Yes, my visitor, yes! The woman took off, fast which left us standing around in the street, gaping at the Yerkpool, and a lot of controllers gaping at us.
1: This isn't good, Marco said. Word is going to travel very fast that Visitor 3 is here, and someone is going to realize the truth. So what
0: now? Jake wondered. How long does the Elemis want to leave us here? Until we are convinced he's right, Tobias said. There must be something more he wants us to see. Cassie said. I glanced at Cassie. She looked puzzled. I guess I expected her to look like, See, I told you so, here's the future. But she seemed troubled, like she couldn't make sense of something that was bothering her. What? I asked her. She shrugged. Just a feeling. There's something deeper going on here. Something we don't get. The York Pool was a busy little place. Controllers coming and going. The host bodies were shoved into cages and dragged back out when it was time. There was a steady procession along the six different piers, draining out and taking in yurks. Over it all loomed the EGS tower, topped off by the glass dome. Why put a yurk pool here? I wondered aloud. I mean, there's all kinds of open areas. Why go to the trouble of removing the buildings that were here? It's not like this is exactly a scenic location.
1: I wonder what year it is, Margo said. Is this next year? Ten years from now? Twenty?
0: I heard a low roar coming from the sky. A Yerk bugfighter swooped down low, took a turn around the EGS tower, and settled toward the near side of the Yerk pool. I don't know why, but I felt drawn to that bugfighter. Maybe it was some strange psychic urging. Maybe it was the Elemist making me go closer to see what he wanted to show me. Wherever the urge came from, I found myself walking toward the bugfighter. Hey, Jake said. Where are you going? You guys stay back, I said. It's okay, Marco said, jerking his thumb at Axe.
1: We're with Visser 3 here. Excuse me, I mean Visser 1. And congrats on the big promotion, by the way.
0: Axe stepped out quickly in front of me, swaggering and acting the role of the great and terrible Visser. As we drew closer to the pool, there was a crowd of controllers. Humans, hork Taxons, and a few odd species I had never seen. The crowd parted very quickly. No one wanted to accidentally annoy Visser-1 in any way. We swaggered up to the bugfighter like the bosses of all the world. Then the doors of the bugfighter opened. I stopped. Axe stopped as well. The others crowded behind us. My skin was tingling, my hair felt like it was standing on end. I knew something was about to happen, something awesome and terrible. And then they stepped from the bug fighter, a human and an Andalite. I knew the Andalite; we had met before. I could feel the dark dread that emanated from him. Visor three, the real Visor three. Seeing Axe along with Visser Three, the crowd of controllers immediately knew the difference. Visser Three had an Andalite body, but there was no mistaking him for anything other than a creature of pure evil. Well, well, Visser Three said to the person with him, "Right on schedule, just as you said it would be." I stared at the human. She was a pretty young woman, maybe twenty or twenty-two years old. She had blonde hair, cut short. She wore no makeup. Her clothes were plain. I had stopped breathing. My heart had stopped beating. I tried to swallow, but couldn't. Hello, Rachel, the woman said to me. Hello, Rachel, I replied. Chapter 16 It was me me as I would be in the future. I knew you were coming, the future Rachel said. After all, I was you. Once I stood right where you stand now, and looked just like you look now, and saw myself as I am today. She sounded perfectly calm, but her eyes flickered quickly to Axe, then back to me. Visser three shook his head in amusement. If only I had known from the start that you were humans! For so long I believed you were Andalites, until at last we caught you. I felt strangely calm. I mean, considering what was happening. I was face to face with Visser 3, who is now Visser 1. I was face to face with my own future. You're a controller, I said to the older me. Of course, she said. She smiled. A cruel smile, not at all like me. We won. You all led us on a nice chase, but in the end, we won. This planet is Yurk territory. The human race has achieved its destiny as host for the Yurk race.
1: If you know so much, how did we come to be here, in the future?
0: Marco asked. An Elemist brought you here, Fizzer3 said. In your own time, you face a choice. The Elemist has brought you six humans. You five humans and one andalite. Here to show you a future. To show you the future. Soon he will return you to your own time. What choice did I make? I asked. The older Rachel smiled her cruel smile. The right one, obviously. Everything has worked out perfectly. Yeah? Jake said defiantly. Maybe not. The elements brought us here to help us make a choice. So what if we go back to our own time and decide to accept the Elamis' offer? Then Rachel won't be around to turn into a controller. She'll be with the rest of us on whatever planet the Elemis takes us to. I watched closely for any reaction by my older self. Nothing. Not a flicker. And yet, there was something. She was trying to hide something. You know what we decided. But still, here you are, I said. So either you're here to change what I decided, except, no, then it might change all of this. Or else, you're here because your being here is what caused me to decide whatever I decided. Confusing, isn't it? Visser 3 sneered. I don't know how the Elemis keeps it all straight. Let's leave, Cassie said suddenly. I don't like this place. I don't like these two creatures. But Cassie, I'm your best friend, my older self said mockingly. No, you're not. Maybe Rachel's still alive in there somewhere. But what you are is a yerk. Cassie started to turn away. As she did, she tripped. She fell against me. Suddenly, the older Rachel was there. She grabbed me and held my arm steady so I didn't fall. But to Axe, it must have looked like she was lunging at me. His tail whipped forward in the blink of an eye. Axe's quivering blade was pressed against the older Rachel's throat. Her eyes went wide with fear. She shot a glance at Vizer Three, and to my amazement, Vizer Three seemed frozen. He was confused. His main eyes narrowed. He looked from Axe to the older Rachel to me. Suddenly, I knew this wasn't in the script, was it? I asked him. This wasn't supposed to happen. Something has changed. It's Axe, isn't it? You said six humans before. That's what you expected to find. That's what Rachel told you would happen. But the future has changed, hasn't it? Something is different. Viscer3 glared at me, and now he dropped the pretense of politeness. Do you know what I did when I finally caught you and your little band of anamorphs? Do you know what I did? I gave each of you to a trusted lieutenant. And once you belonged to us, once you were mine, I killed your bird friend here, and we roasted his body. Vizzer 3 leaned close to me. He was tough and stringy, but we added a sauce you humans have. Barbecue, I believe it's called. And then your friend Tobias was delicious. You had a leg, as I recall. You ate it and laughed. I really wanted to morph right then. I really wanted to become the Grizzly and tear Visser Three a few new holes. But there were hundreds of controllers around, and while I was morphing, I would be vulnerable. Axe still had his tail blade pressed against the older Rachel's throat. He can't hurt us, Axe said. He can't do a thing to us. If he does, he would change history. He doesn't know how that would work out. Good point, Axe, Jake said. He met my gaze. He had a dangerous, angry look in his eyes. He can't hurt us, but the reverse. Well. Excellent point, I agreed. I focused my mind on the grizzly bear. So, Mr. Three, you killed my friend Tobias and roasted him over a fire. I was beginning to change. So was Jake. I have a hundred Wokbashir I can call. Visser three said.
1: So call them,
0: Marco said.
1: Maybe one of them will get careless with a Jacon beam and kill one of us. How do you suppose that will change the past? Hard to tell, isn't it?
0: Claws had sprouted from my fingers. Coarse brown fur was covering my body. I could feel the surge of power as I became more bare than human. Visser, the older Rachel said tersely. What do we do? We? Fister Three said. We do nothing. I retreat. Fister Three began backing away, but I wasn't about to let him go. I had him. After all the pain he had caused, I had him. After all the damage he had done, he was now powerless. Chapter 17 I did not wait until the last of my human features were submerged. I was bare enough. I charged. Bears are very large and look sort of clumsy, but they can be very fast. Now, you filth, let's see who eats who. I barreled toward him. He turned to run, but he had turned too late. I hit him. 800 pounds of fast-moving bear hit Vizer Three in the flank and brought him down hard. I drew back one huge claw and swung with all my might. My hand slapped the trunk of a tree. My human hand. Ow! I was human again. I was in the woods behind Cassie's farm. The others were all there as well. Tobias, once again a hawk, perched in a branch overhead. No! I'm sick of this! I yelled. I slammed the tree again in sheer frustration. I'm sick of this! Kessie came over and put her arm around my shoulders. "'It doesn't matter. That's a visitor 3 who doesn't exist yet.' "'I'm so sick of this,' I said again, a little more softly. "'What's the point? What's the point in anything? We know the future now. We know what happens if we decide to stay and fight.' I felt lost. The last ounce of energy just seeped away from me. It was too much.' Too many things to deal with. And what was the point? What did it even matter what I did? I flopped down onto the grass and pine needle covered ground and rested my head in my hands. I was done. Done trying to make sense of a world where I could be jerked back and forth like a puppet. The six of us lay there on the floor of pine needles for a while. Staring. Thinking. Letting it all sink in. It was over. The war was done, and we had lost. It could still be an Elemist trick, Axe said half-heartedly. No, I said flatly. You know it's not a trick, Axe. At least not the way you mean. If the Elemist wanted to force us to do something, he has more than enough power. We need to think this through, Jake said wearily. I shrugged. You think it through. I'm tired of thinking. I was just about to vote when the elements dragged us off for his little show-and-tell. I was about to be good old Rachel and vote no. I was going to be tough one more time. But I'm changing my vote. I'm not going to end up as a controller. That's not going to happen. Not to me. If that means I'm running away, too bad. I changed my vote. You know what? At that moment of surrender, I felt good. I wish I could say I didn't. But I felt a wave of relief wash over me. No more hard decisions. No more danger. No more having to be brave.
1: That makes it Cassie, Rachel, and me in favor,
0: Marco said.
1: Three to two, unless Axe is voting.
0: I follow Prince Jake, Axe said. Maybe, Tobias began. Maybe if some of the human race survives on some other planet. Maybe it will be like when they brought wolves back to live in the National Forest. I mean, maybe someday we can return and take Earth back. Are you changing your vote, Tobias? Jake asked him. Jake, you know I would never run from a fight. We all just sat there, staring at nothing. We were going to do it. We were going to abandon the fight. We all knew it. Jake hung his head. Elemist, he said softly to the air. We have decided. The answer is yes. The Elemist had said we would be transported immediately once we decided. I expected my next breath to be drawn on some distant planet. But nothing happened. Nothing at all. I can't tell you how weird it was going to school the next day. Sitting in class trying to pay attention while my teacher, Miss Paloma, talked about what led up to the Second World War. Maybe if the United States had been ready to fight earlier, she said, the war would have ended earlier and fewer people would have been killed. But our country wanted peace. I just kept looking at her and wondering, was that your skeleton draped across the desk? What was the point of going to school? What was the point of anything? I had seen the future. I knew how it all turned out. The human race was done for. Finished. That was where all our long history led. To a yurk Because we were so devoted to peace, we may have actually made the war worse. Miss Paloma droned on. We'll never know for sure, of course. You can't really second-guess history. You can if you're an elemist, I thought. If you're an elemist, you can look ahead and see it all. Why not? It was Cassie's voice. I glanced across the room at her. She had that same look of confusion I had seen the day before. The frustrated look. Like she sensed something she couldn't quite grasp yet. Why can't you second guess history? I mean, if you could go back and change things so that the U.S. was ready to fight earlier. Miss Paloma sat at the edge of her desk. Because events are intertwined in ways we cannot always see, Cassie, sometimes small things can make huge differences. You know, they say that a single butterfly beating its wings in China may affect the way the wind blows here in our country. A single butterfly beating its wings may make a tiny change that becomes a bigger change that becomes a tornado. The world isn't like math. It isn't just 1 plus 1 equals 2. It's much more complicated than that. And then the oddest thing happened. Miss Paloma looked right at me, right into my eyes. Much more complicated than that, she said. A single butterfly, a single butterfly, a single butterfly. The hair on the back of my neck was tingling. Everyone was looking at her like she was crazy. Suddenly, Miss Paloma shook her head like she was popping out of a trance. She smiled a confused smile. Okay, well, anyway, you all have the reading assignments. The bell rang and I practically jerked up out of my seat. Cassie threaded her way through the kids who were rushing out of the room. Okay, tell me that wasn't weird, Cassie whispered. I thought maybe I was imagining it, I said. Besides, who knows what's weird anymore? I'm sitting here waiting for the you-know-who to suddenly zap us out of here. Cassie nodded. So why hasn't he? Out in the fast-moving crush of bodies in the hall, we made our way to our lockers. I don't know, I said as I spun my combination lock. We decided to say yes. We're giving him what he wants. I popped my locker open. Unless... Cassie said. Unless maybe that wasn't the answer he wanted, I finished her thought. But it's nuts, Cassie said, frowning. Everything he did made it look like he wanted us to say yes. He appeared the first time right as we were about to be swallowed by a... She looked around to make sure no one could overhear. Just as we were about to be swallowed. I mean, come on. Obviously he must have figured we wanted to bail. We might have, I said. Except we saw the drop shaft, so we thought we could escape. Otherwise... I stopped talking. I stared at Cassie. She stared back. "'He showed us that drop shaft,' Cassie said. "'Why?' I wondered aloud. "'Why? What is he doing with us? "'He appears when we're desperate. "'He says he doesn't interfere and gives us a choice. "'Then he lets us see a way out. "'What's that all about?' "'Then he gives us another chance. "'He shows us the future. "'He shows us you, basically. "'You in the future.' So we know for sure we must have decided to stay and fight, and we lost. And all of that means we have to say yes and let him take us away. So why have I been feeling like I've been missing something? The warning bell for next period rang. This is insane, as Marco would say, Cassie laughed. Yeah, I have gym next period. At any moment, I might suddenly be swooped away to another planet. But in the meantime, I have to go play volleyball. I watched her walk away. Then I hurried to my next class. A single butterfly, I thought. But how is the butterfly supposed to know when to beat her wings? Hey, Phantomorphs. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs' Auditory Experience. It's your host, Daniel. I would like to apologize today if... Any of these chapters sounded maybe a little strange. Um, I tried a different way of recording, and it made me read real slow, it turns out, so it wasn't great. I uh, won't be doing that one again, but I also don't really have time to re-record a chapter. So I fixed it up the best I could. I think it's pretty fine, but we'll see. Um, I can't remember if I mentioned this last week, but I started a second podcast. Very exciting. This one is called OK Crusader, and you can find that on Engine by typing in the URL, shoutengine.com slash OK Crusader. It should also be on iTunes, hopefully by the time this comes up or, you know, very soon after. And also, like,
1: Google Play and all that. I submitted this everywhere. I submitted also Audiomorphs everywhere now. Just, you know, as long as I was doing that. So, that's cool. But, okay, Crusader. It's, uh... I find... It's it's a proper podcast where I have other
0: people that I talk to and don't just read by myself like a weirdo in a room. Um, but I get guests, and then I find random articles on the official Marvel wiki page. And we discuss some Marvel characters and how dateable we find them it is a little raunchy little uh, little maybe not safe for work don't just you know blast this on your bluetooth speaker in your workplace that probably wouldn't be very smart um but i had a i
1: had and will have and have had and all the tenses of had a ton of fun recording uh this new show i'm very excited about it so i hope that if that sounded interesting to you you will give it a
0: listen and you know give it a shot i believe that's all the news i have this week so if you liked what you heard here you can hear more at audiomorphs.podbean.com or by searching audiomorphs on itunes and if you use itunes just go ahead and shoot me a review and a rating And if you don't use iTunes, or if you do use iTunes, you can tell a friend if you think they would like to
1: listen to someone read
0: Animorphs. If you would like to reach me, you can do that at audiomorphscast at gmail.com and audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. Alright, it is past my bedtime, so I need to hurry up and get to sleep. So... My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight.